0: Welcome to screen tone club this is episode 104 of your fortnightly look at manga uh recording on the 4th of june 2022 for release on the 6th of june 2022 my name is elliot page and i'm joined as always by my lovely co-host mr andy hanley how you doing andy
1: yeah, I'm doing very well, like, reached that point of the year where it's just, like, it's, it's daylight for the entirety of these podcast recordings, which is a delight, I don't have to, like, fumble for the light switch at any point.
0: Yeah, for sure. If you want an idea of um well, I suppose a combination of myself and what time of year it is, I sat outside yesterday to do some reading in my back garden, um, which was nice, except that um I got sunburned. Like in two hours. It's like, what the I know I'm a pasty white dude, but come on, like, what? So yeah, my my upper arms hurt like hell now, so good job me.
1: Yeah, it is, it is It is. summer as it turns out. I mean, probably give it a few more days and we'll be complaining about how summer has disappeared and it's raining again. But uh, that's, you know, th- that's British life for you.
0: Yeah, or we'll be complaining about seeing people with their tops off down the town and going, ugh, so yeah, who knows?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, at this point, like living in the part of the world where I do, it's kind of, it's an occupational hazard rather than something to be complained about. It's just like, yeah, this is, I know the risks I'm taking going into any kind of populated area because the sun is shining it's above like 16 degrees there is going to be some naked flesh that i don't want to see but it's going to be there i'm just going to have to live with it
0: The the very glaswegian plague of tapsath I guess. yeah
1: exactly that so uh so yeah um that's you know please, please uh please think of me in these trying times
0: <laughs> please give me some of those sunglasses that block out unsightly things <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's like is, is there an op- is there like the opposite of those x-ray specs that they they used to sell in magazines like is, is it is it can it just add layers of clothing please
0: sensible cardigan glasses i guess <laughs> Cool. Um, so, yeah, as mentioned up the front, this is a fortnightly look at manga. We will focus on joint discussion. We both read the things so we can both be informed about talking about them. Um, if you like what we're doing here, please consider supporting us on Patreon. More about that to come in the break. Um, we have a Discord, um, which I'd like to shout out. We have a nice little community. It's, you know, not too big, not too small. Um, if you want to join us, you're more than welcome. Um, is a link on the website, um, Screentone.club, and also on our Twitter feed. Um, I'm going to mention this at the top, so apologies for putting, like, closed-down stuff in the front, but if you are liking the, the podcast, please consider um, giving us a review on your podcast service of choice, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, there's like an unholy amount of different podcast services out there that i didn't even know we were signed up to um but if you can give us a review um on those especially if they're perhaps five star variety hint hint um that stuff really helps with surfacing us and getting us out there to more people um thank you to all those in the past who have done so um but yeah just please consider that if you um are of a mind to do so um so also finally shout outs to our shout outs tier members who support us on the patreon um we have mr rob jessop the Bluehead cyborg and seeger's gert so once again thank you so much for supporting us uh, much much appreciated um and of course as it's a new month sorry last piece of business um for our three dollars and up backers um voting has now opened again for our monthly bonus episodes um see the patreon um for more about that um we have a pretty good dead heat at the moment and we may have to what, read a possibly quite stupid light novel which i'm actually quite looking forward to so um, we'll see if that one wins this time um Anyway, so let's get underway. Um, We had a quick coin flip and we've decided that my pick's going first, so sit back, Andy. Uh, (laughs) You're not talking for another minute or two. Um, My pick is Nishio Yuta's new work, uh, Mizuno and Chiyama um it's published by yen press it's um currently complete it comes in a single volume omnibus of about 430 pages um originally it was split into two so it was like a top part bottom part i know some territories have it still split into. um also some territories i think italy um have it under a different title um small town girls which i think is a very good title um also um also whenever i hear that i hear it in the terms of uptown girl the song which is a disease i have i suppose. Uh, there isn't an anime um you can get physically or digitally and so Mizuno and Shiyama um is about small time life and why it fucking sucks um basically Mizuno and Chiyama the two titular characters who you see sultrily looking at you from the front page um live in the small town of Asada up in the sticks in Japan you know it's one of those towns that it's a backdrop for a lot of anime where people want to go to Tokyo because goddamn get me out of this small podang ass place um it also stinks of the very accurate from someone who grew up in a small town and hated it and there was nothing to bloody well do um you know there's although to be fair there wasn't rice paddies like in um, asada Um, the main sort of backdrop which is sort of explained but doesn't bore you with is that there's an ongoing mayoral election um, for this again tiny ass town and mizuno um, our main character we get introduced to um, who is a rather tall um, long-haired beauty who kind of has figured out how to be kind of the socially distant queen bee of the class slash school where she um kind of can you know exist above the fray of the common people um her dad is unfortunately like an uber nerd and is running for mayor on a platform of environmental destruction caused by the town's main employer um chiama n which is um the local teague plantation which they accuse of poisoning the local river with pesticides a very real problem and so mizuno uh, mizuno um basically has fallen in well as you start mizuno has fallen in with um chiama at a remove like the the setup is slightly romeo romeo and Julietish, where they're from the t- uh, scions from the two main big families in the area and you know both sets of parents would rather prefer their daughters didn't really fraternize um but as you see at the start um chiama is kind of shut upon from a great height by various leagues of school bullies um and Mizuno is someone who has kind of you know they have a weird non-intervention pact but they have ended up kind of running in together and basically ended up as lovers um because it's a good old yuri title and after that initial sort of reaction um you get the origin story basically of the two of them meeting and the fallout from the local small town world as they try and decide their future paths uh, both of them in the last year of high school i should mention and both of them itching to get the head out of high school for very for you know, different sets of reasons and how, you know, they try and tough it out through the last year of being in high school in this shitty ass tiny town. Uh, you know, it's a sort of place where, you know, depopulation means they have an entire floor of the school that no one uses. And it's all a bit sort of, you know, small and parochial. Um, So yeah, that's the kind of backup setting. And as I say, I found it all very sort of um, of the real of being stuck in a shitty ass small town where you feel like you're going mad because some of your friend, like even your erstwhile friends and classmates, are like, "Yeah, you know, I'll get a job and I'll stay around." And it's like, why would you ever want to stay here? You're going to die of boredom. Um, and so the two of these girls manage to find like maybe not solace, but kind of understanding from each other. Um, and things kind of develop from there as drama unfolds, and you know, they kind of, you know negotiate their relationship with each other and the town um and so yeah i i flat out really really enjoyed this a great deal um i i could heap on more praise but i want to let andy get a word in edgeways but yeah what did you what did you think overall top line about this andy
1: i couldn't connect to this series like i found it i just couldn't really get into it um i kind of I don't know. Like, I, I feel like it never really fleshed out any of its characters enough to the point where I was really engaged in them or in their relationship. Like, I, I feel like even the, the way this sort of your initial viewpoint of Mizuno and Sharma's relationship, the, the first time they kind of meet each other from the viewer's point of view, from the reader's point of view, it almost felt like weirdly non-consensual. And then it kind of like almost rewinds, and you kind of get to see like, oh no, this is this is totally fine. Like, you know, they're they're both. By- they're both into each other. This is all okay, um, but yeah, I don't know. There was just something about it. Like I, I feel like I just I always wanted to get to see a bit more of these characters beyond kind of the direct circumstances they were in. Like it, it always felt like it was very hyper focused on the immediate situation at hand, and and I never really got a feel for like what are these characters like beyond sort of what's going on in their immediate kind of here and now um and I think that was why I kind of found myself in a point where I just couldn't I kind of couldn't really figure them out um and I I think that's kind of doubled especially when you get into the second half of this series it feels like it turns all of the characters reactions up to 11 for everything um like there's kind of basically by the second half of this you kind of have an antagonist um whose name I forget like she's or sprained up she's yeah she's like sprained her wrist and like she almost becomes this kind of like chainsaw massacre stalker by the end of it of just like you know she's kind of like out for revenge in a very direct and very physical way which is partly kind of really interesting because it's she clearly can't figure out any other way to like process the situation or process how to remedy what's happened to her but it kind of really kind of goes at it like full throttle in a way that I was just like I don't know like would would this is this really how things would go down um and so yeah I don't know I just never I never kind of connected to it and I kind of find myself being like there are moments and things in this series that I like you know it has Some really good, much like kind of after hours, it has some good sort of almost like cinematic moments in terms of how it frames and kind of lets things happen. But for the most part, I was just kind of like, yeah, I, this is not really doing much for me. It's okay, but I'm not really like, I'm not really into it.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I, I kind of yeah i'm sorry i'm kind of blown away because i really connected to it very bodily i suppose mostly because i mean as i I admit that the first chapter very much has the slight feeling of perhaps overdeveloped one shot and then going oh crap i need to turn this into a series or i want to turn this into a series and develop it and so now i need to like spin spin a world around this one shot i have made with you know quite a strong introduction of the characters and the various bullying going on um but yeah, yeah, the the first chapter is slightly incongruous in that, and it is so sort of hyper-developed, and then it's like, okay, now we need to, you know, take a very weird step back and tone change and make things a bit more light-hearted and introduce this in, you know, we need to do the immediate rest doodah, so we need to go back to the start um but i don't know i i connected with it very much because i identify quite a lot with the different because basically like my theory i suppose is that this is more, more than the characters this is an exploration of small town angst and go you know going slightly mad especially as like a teenager of wanting to escape this hellhole shithole small town which you know probably very nice you know be nice place to visit but when you're a kid and you are feeling like you are literally being crushed every day um that's the main sort thing is that each of the three characters the principal characters including aikawa are all each reactions to um you know the situation you find yourself in and how much you come to hate it um Rikawa like in particular like feels more like a force of nature than an actual character, mostly because you only get her at her more, more sort of destructive elements. Um, you get her sort of like very depressing backstory or sort of family life, which is directly sort of fueling her rage and her anger. But the main kind of resolution to the series as a whole is... Um, getting her to understand the true villain in her own life um, whether it is self-destructive behavior from herself or the situation she has found herself in um, which you know as i say makes her a very interesting or very i wouldn't say interesting but more thought of a very strange character where she is quite reactionary um where she not 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 like right wing tiki torch wearer but more someone who is only reacting to their direct circumstances and you know are not walking out beyond it like especially nizuno is kind of doing where she is staked her claim to a life outside of the town and at the end you know not to obviously go into the ending but shiyama herself has also both both either made peace both made peace with but also carved out her own aspect of her own life and you know the ending thankfully is one that didn't go too much onto trope or sort of typical sort of you know vagueness it actually charts out a course for the characters into the future which is a bit more promising i was living in fear for the last hundred pages of it basically going ah you know these things don't happen and that being the ending um because i hate it when like romances do that even ones that are perhaps um destructive like the garden of words where it's like maybe they'll get together it's like no don't do that that's annoying um at least for me but yeah i i i I think i connected with it because like a lot of these sort of reactions and feelings in this series I remember from my own childhood um, especially I, even like a cow with her more destructive elements like I remember you know not myself thankfully but kids in kids at my hometown like being so mind-lumbingly bored and foreclosed with in terms of possibility that they would destroy even their own sort of escapes from it um, and so you know i felt all that very much um admittedly i would like yeah i agree with you entirely that it would be nice to get some more time away from each other in the characters especially because like there are quite a few time skips in this where they just don't aren't able to meet for whatever reasons and you know it does manage to bridge those gaps pretty well like the fact that they only have so long left in high school is quite a powerful um you know sort of uh, demarcator in the plot about where you are and where they're feeling um but it does at times feel like it's kind of skipping over stuff that would be really helpful in developing them out a bit more um and giving both them and the town itself a bit more meat to the bones um, if that follows because i remember the one the main you know you have the fireworks show which is very very important for both of them but you know it kind of ends up being a series sandwich between fireworks shows at various points
1: yeah yeah i i, I mean i i think it, it would maybe like because i i think you're right like a lot of this comes from like personal background of like I've I've never been in that kind of like I hate where I live situation Um and so like that's definitely not something that I can resonate with and I, I feel like the series beyond the fact that you just get told this is a small town it doesn't really give you a whole lot to hang your hat on to like understand like why it's kind of boring like I feel like th- this is quite a common sort of trope if you like of kind of like anime and manga of the kind of like ah we're trapped in a small town thing but like i feel like you know i I think about even even a film like your name actually that has a lot of similar elements where you know like one of the main characters like their father's running for election and that's a pain in the backside and you know but that makes it very clear of just like oh you know we wish we had a cafe that we could hang out at and just little things like that that kind of give you a picture of like this is how small and kind of podunk this town is that there's no cafe and like this because it focuses so much on like the politics and the oh here are like the two big businesses or kind of you know the the two factions effectively like it kind of it gives you a little bit of that context but like from a sort of like teenager's point of view I feel like it doesn't really fill in the rest, which I guess it maybe just does by omission, by the fact that they're not hanging out at McDonald's or whatever. Um, but uh, it, it kind of, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that was the thing for me with every sort of step of the way here. I just needed a bit more visibility and context of kind of what the characters were feeling and why. And, and, I, and I think that's sort of where it sort of missed out for me because, yeah, I think once you, if you don't have that initial sort of personal sort of leaning into like oh yeah like i i kind of i recognize this from my own life it's kind of a bit trickier which is sort of i don't know like it's interesting because like thinking back to after hours like maybe that had a lot of similar issues but because it was something that i could resonate with on a more kind of basic level i didn't have a problem with that whereas this very much kind of that that was the sticking point
0: yeah i feel like after hours did a bit more of the sort of um legwork to get you into that world because i am not someone who like goes out to dj sets and stuff and don't you know and a lot of that stuff is like completely unknown to me and it still manages to get you into that and sort of explore these characters weavings in their little inner lives um, and especially um, where it comes to each other and so i feel like it kind of does that a lot more and it also centers the characters a lot more where you're with them more directly um whereas i think in this case Mizuno and Shiyama, um you know a lot of the driving force is the environment which you know although it doesn't need to like spell out every last thing like for me it was all stuff i could extrapolate um you know like the small town politicking nature the creepy sexual harassment um local grandee the like you know small business tyrant element but all of that even that admittedly is all stuff that is like slightly thin gruel if you turn it slightly it's like oh okay this is suddenly seeming slightly paper thin um like, I feel like it spends a lot more time just reveling in the characters and their sort of thoughts and interactions, whereas it doesn't, um, kind of build up the background because it, it seems to think it is safe in assuming you know all the background. Whereas I think in your case, especially as, as you've said is not really the case. Whereas for me, it's like, Oh no, this, this all tracks fine. Cool. Here we go. Um, yeah, it, at times it feels like it's, it's, um, perhaps enjoying itself a bit too much which sounds cruel but i really you know it it does a lot of stuff with the characters that i really find interesting but if you don't have the backdrop to that i can imagine it all seem, seeming slightly paper thin or kind of ephemeral like floating in nothing um yeah yeah one thing one thing to mention i think that the um the visuals are amazing in it um is that it does a lot of really smart stuff with sound effects and kind of um being like i'm gonna use a phrase from video games here but it has a lot of diegetic sound effects where like the sound effects themselves will take on parts of the environment like the very first like panels are uh, mizuno like an older mizuno opening a box and the like tape that was wrapping it up like moves into the the symbol the like um characters for whoosh like of the of like a whoosh of you know sort of um, smell from the box and it's like oh it's the tape itself and lots of other stuff like that where like you know the sound effects are part of the panel and part of the world itself not quite kill the kill style where like um, you know announcements take place in the real world and the font is a real thing you have to navigate but more like you know really smart ways of integrating sound effects really smart way of inter- integrating the characters and you know lots of really fun ways of playing with the characters um, levels of detail and you know interactions with the scenery and you know the the, the page itself coming and being part of their own little life um, like it feels like they're part you know there it feels like a weird like they are inside the page itself um if that makes sense so that stuff i really appreciated um and you know the characters look nice they you know mizuno is kind of like like she's like almost like nathan drake-ish in how she has like the perfect level of dishevelment but can still carry it off so no one yells at her for not having her like school ribbon untied and her shirt half tucked and all that so she can manage to pull that off really well and chiyama has really nice frizzy hair which is really well um sort of highlighted and you know given 3d sort of volume and life um so that was really fun to see every time it popped up and you know like different sort of like techniques like using brush strokes for um you know in some places when when it's very bright using brush strokes uh, for the shadows so it's kind of splotchy and um you know like your pen is running out type thing and so all that stuff i really liked and i really like the visual treatment of it um and the sort of you know it didn't go full ham to the races of check out all this beautiful scenery it's more just hey this is you know this shows the beauty and desolation of this small town world um and it all looks very pretty and the characters look nice and you know lots of good sort of um use of cameras etc so yeah i really enjoyed the art um as well found that a really nice treat
1: yes yeah yeah the artwork is is definitely very very strong like it it, it has all of that going for it plus plus good faces like mizuno in particular has has lots of good faces um and yeah like Ch- Ch- charmer likewise and i i feel like it's sort of the the smart part about what that does is like i, I feel like a lot of this volume and, and this i think this is a thing that it almost took me a little while to get used to like compared to after hours is i think this series visually feels quite claustrophobic and like deliberately so and yeah. sometimes that's very much a kind of a location based of you know the, these girls are kind of trapped in a small town they want to escape from but sometimes it's really claustrophobic in terms of things like again sort of using like you know sound effects and even like dialogue bubbles of like you know everybody sort of talking around the main characters um perhaps rather than to them and there's this feeling that they're just kind of they're just kind of like smushed in a corner almost of just like everybody else is talking over them because what they have to say is irrelevant and there are definitely moments where it feels really quite kind of constrained for the main characters, but in a kind of very smart way of just like this is kind of where they're at in this scenario where they're really like they are the not the loudest voices in the room by any state of any state of imagination because everybody else's like perception or opinion of them is like the important thing as far as it goes,
0: yeah, especially as sort of shown by this where they're kind of almost surplus it's like oh well you know we know you're here but you're not really needed here um we've got big important adult stuff going on capital a capital s i suppose um especially like where there's a really good part actually where um you know even in her even in her own home and talking to her own mother like you know mizuno feels quite apart from the whole thing and quite sort of isolated where you know she she find well you know her you know something it's, it's something to do with her dad's election or attempting to be elected um and you know she was she's kind of cut down by the fact her mum seems giddy about a recent development and she's like wait i thought we were in this together i thought you were also kind of just suffering through this garbage why are you suddenly gung-ho about it why why have you betrayed me basically it's like oh this is it's a really powerful way of bringing that across and you know into one that i really felt where it's like oh my my ally has deserted me. They have a different set of priorities. This sucks. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: I mean that 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 for me was absolutely like kind of one of the standout moments of, of the whole story. Is because yeah, because you kind of feel it too as you sort of follow along. It's like okay, well you know that the, the mum's super enthusiastic, but probably in that kind of fake like well supporting my husband kind of way and then yeah you do get that moment of realization like oh no that was genuine like you are genuinely really into this and it is this really deflating of like oh yeah like Mizuno is kind of completely on her own in terms of this family in in terms of being the one who's like I could really care less about any of this
0: yeah especially when it comes to the like cram school application where you know it's it it, it turns something where it's a straight up question turns into a well you know we'll bring out the nice sake and we'll ask your dad when he's in a good mood and he's like what the fuck is this like what is this shit why am i stuck tiptoeing around this crap i asked you if i can go to cram school uh it's it's yeah i i felt that one in particular um but yeah i i yeah as you say like there's a lot of good move with um environments and kind of finding moments in there um, so yeah and as i say like the art the use of paneling the use of sound effects the use of like different levels of detail like i feel like especially like um the characters get expressed through their art because they're having to project such a mask all the time that you know when you get mizuno able to go gro get you know, goblin mode um, is really effective, uh, where, you know, she's having to be, you know, sort of her carefully poised self to deflect any kind of interest or unwelcome attention. And then she finally gets alone or with Chiyama and she just goes, ah, and turns into, like, Umaru almost. Yeah, um,
1: and, I, 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 and in, in a way, I almost feel like that almost works more effectively with, like, Chiyama because you kind of see her initially oh, yeah. as sort of, you know, she's she's being bullied, she's, like, very sort of quiet and sort of, you know, taciturn. And then you kind of, as as you get to see her spend more time with Mizuno, you kind of get to see that other side of her, where it's like, oh no, actually, you know, she has, she, she can goof around and have a sense of humor. She she can kind of go off and do kind of crazy things on a whim as well. It's just that you know she's forcibly dialing all of that in, and and that that was definitely the the kind of the side of it that yeah, like resonated a little bit more with me of just like you know seeing. The difference between these characters in, like, sort of public versus private settings, where they think, and lets it lets you understand that relationship of, like, his his a place where actually these two girls get each other because they are ultimately kind of trapped in the same kind of nightmare and so when they're together they can kind of cut loose and be who they want to be and talk about all the stuff they can't talk about with anybody else and that that is the stuff that kind of really works when when it kind of comes together and in in a way it's sort of it's almost a shame that the series is by its nature like doesn't let them have more time to do that it would be crazy if it did because that would kind of defeat the point um but you know you you only get kind of the odd snatch of this sort of here and there throughout and that that, those were some of the the most kind of enjoyable moments of just seeing these two characters actually letting loose and being themselves
0: yeah for sure i almost feel like chiammer i really wanted to see more of a home life i mean Every, you, you get to see her home life about three times i think and you know it it has the correct level of remove for like the fact that they are the big family in town and they have the big estate but and her dad is like a terrifying force of nature as well as also a complete prick um, but it would have been nice to have seen more of her situation where you know she kind of tells you about her situation and what how she is hemmed in um, but you know apart from a few sort of very nice little crumbs dropped in your path there's not that much more to it um you kind of get more about that in the actual very ending than you do throughout the actual series um, so yeah it, it's kind of bizarre in that element where it feels like oh we'll, all we all really need to go on is anything more than you know what everyone else says about her and you know she starts out almost like yuki nagato ish of being like hyper tash turn and like pushing like everyone away but mizuno unsurprisingly is the one who hangs around long enough to kind of go hey no i i see through you um, Also so entirely categorically incorrect um chiyama does not look better without her glasses screw you how dare you i am striking i am putting a flag in the ground as part of someone who likes glasses of saying no she looked fine in glasses what the fuck (laughs) anyway i better stop talking about this before i get accused of being a persona 4 fan or a fetish man (laughs) but yeah it's so i feel like there's a few bits and pieces even though i feel like this series or like this this volume ran kind of long enough, and I'm kind of glad it got released in omnibus because I would probably be going mad if I only got the first half or where the breakpoint point happens. Um, I feel like there's, you know, a little more would have gone a long way in time in terms of building out that scope and also maybe helping onboard um, a bit more about the small town world and some of the more mundanities. Um, I mean, well, to be fair, the whole volume is basically the mundanities of small town life, but how it relates to the characters and also like you know a bit more to it um i feel like yeah so that's that's what would be nice um i do like i i you know i i find she, um Ikawa and and also a bit more maybe to for Aikawa's sake where i feel like she is the like obviously she's the third character in the series but is also like a force of nature and slightly like the the very depressing sort of like result of this like hellscape life um that you know i feel like she has a really interesting arc or more sort of like collapse i suppose um which you know she always feels obviously due to the fact she doesn't have a name on the cover she feels very much um surplus to requirements or not surplus to requirements surplus to the main sort of thrust so you know that she's always going to get jettisoned or what she does will always be only in service to these other two um especially when like her first well supposed friends kind of jettison her as well um, so yeah a, a very a very a, a weirdly relatable but also like slightly just ever so slightly put it back in the oven fight for two more minutes um character
1: yeah yeah i mean it does kind of make me think again like not to harp on about after hours too much but it is also really good like you know i mean that, well, that yeah. was a three volume that was a three volume series and like maybe this would have I don't know it it almost feels like an extra volume would have been too much but also it definitely at least even if it had had an extra chapter at the start just to give you a bit of sort of preamble maybe you know over uh, above and beyond kind of what what you're given in that in that initial opening chapter might have might have helped it a little bit Um, I mean ironically I feel like maybe I would have enjoyed it a bit more had it not been an omnibus like i feel like maybe a bit more time to just kind of soak in like a cliffhanger at the end of the first volume to sit and think things over rather than barreling straight into the second volume like i mean even though i kind of like read them yeah i took a break halfway through and like came back to it the next day but maybe having an enforced weight between the two volumes might have kind of give me a bit more time to kind of soak things in and, and maybe think things through a bit more but uh, but but who can say
0: yeah i mean this is all backseat editing obviously but i would have liked a bit more sort of page like if it if it had been a three a three volume work i think that would really help the pacing out i feel like the the start the very the first chapter and then the lead into the second is kind of my big sort of um roadblock where like the first chapter is you know well drawn it's really nice it introduces you very quickly to the characters you know it's got all you need it's got violence it's got bullying it's got sexy it's got really good sort of character moments and kind of jumping you in but it also i don't know i feel like it creates a lot of like bodies that it has to then go back and explain at length and i don't know i feel like it sets up more of a wall between you and the work that it then has to obviously go back and correct with the um backstory or sort of like origin story in chapter two um which after and then after that's finished it's like well are we now just carrying on from chapter two or now are we back to where chapter one is like where are we here like where have we jumped around like i feel like that sort of jumping around in time doesn't really do it to many favors um at least myself i feel like it wasn't extremely well it wasn't very well signposted and felt slightly sort of incongruous um i mean it could have quite easy it, especially because it just feels very um disjointed in that moment uh, which is a shame because i think the cha- first chapter is good as a standalone like i again i uh, overly examining it but i feel like it maybe it's ex- like it it kind of suffers from the like first chapter put on twitter syndrome which we've talked about before but um maybe not quite as much in the negative where this is the first chapter has been put out by Nishio Yuta on twitter several times as like a hey here's what i'm working on has, isn't this interesting and also it's the bit that is presented to you by um, bookwalker when you look at the free preview and so you know i feel like it kind of does a lot it does a lot in that first chapter but also sets itself up quite strongly but then having to then go back or you know break from that directly um kind of like like wrecks the pacing a little bit um or maybe i'm overanalyzing it what do you think
1: no no i i think that was probably it, it certainly didn't help in terms of me kind of bouncing off of this a little bit like i i feel like had it been a sort of a cleaner smoother introduction to the world and, and characters as a whole I, I might have been able to kind of find, found a little bit more to, to glom onto with it. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that, cause that, that was certainly a point where I was aware of it with just like chapter one, like, okay, like, I'm intrigued by sort of these, these characters and the relationship between them. And then, yeah, like chapter two sort of leaves you a bit unmoored in terms of like, wait, where have we gone with this? Have we gone back in time? Is this direct continuation? Where are we at? And I think when you're scrambling to piece together the timeline in your head, that is time that you're spending not thinking about the other stuff that the series maybe wants you to think about.
0: Yeah, especially because the first chapter does a good job of explaining the like background. Like you have Mizuno, um, you know, going to school and there's an election, one of those like Japanese election fans of a loudspeaker on. And you know that introduces the whole political well, the you know her family life sort of aspect of ugh, my dad's running for office, God damn this sucks um but then it goes to Chiama and it's like oh you you know oh, you're breaking our sort of rule of not you know seeking each other out, ugh. and then you know it then resets to then get rid of that, but also then they're like you know their non interference pact doesn't really you know, it kind of falls apart very quickly from a narrative sense, because all what you mostly see are the pair of them interacting and finding their own spaces for each other and, you know, having their own little world to like, to, you know, have a breather in. And it's like, well, you know you you just said that you know you two are like oh we can't do this and then you spend and then every last page is about them doing the thing they shouldn't be <laughs> it's like oh okay hang on is this actually a thing like what is bleh. so very you know it's it, i think it more i think if they just said like we can't acknowledge each other in public that'd have been a bit more direct and less weird i suppose
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: yeah so that's my I, but yeah i i i feel like i feel like i've spent more time sort of ragging on it as i tend to do but yeah i really enjoyed it i would have liked a bit more here like i really like the characters i really like you know as you can tell like i really sort of identified and felt a lot of things about the like small town hell whole life um because that was my own youth and oh god um And yeah, all of that rung extremely true and interesting and, you know, just the general sort of like problems of life and trying to carve out your own world. And also, frankly, like one thing that it does, it doesn't spend too much time going, oh, woe is me about, but it is like you know mizuno has a chapter when she like reflects on the fact that you know she is a lesbian and she knows it and she's like i think i think people are generally distant because they kind of figure that you know maybe they figured out who i am and what i'm doing and you know who i'm attracted to and they kind of peel off away from that um which is only like about three pages or so of very sort of like Ideated backstory, but I found that really interesting as a way of centering that. Um, plus it also doesn't do any of the stupid, but, but, but we're girls sort of stuff. Um, and the sexy times are basically all implied. Like there's a few bits where you see, ooh, there's a hint of bra, ooh, isn't this nicely drawn lace? And then it, you know, cuts away. So who cares? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think the only real kind of. Nudity you get is kind of like a super deformed. Like, oh god, we we gotta go. Like, in yeah, <laughs> quick, in get the your clothing something. on. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's it's very, it, it's actually really very kind of classy the way it does that because it's just enough kind of sexiness to it to be like, oh yeah, like you know, this is this is a thing. But it's also it's there's no real, it, it's not kind of leering in on that or even kind of being like, ah, but you wish you could see more of this. It's just like, hey, this is just to let you know, this is what's going on right now, and it, it kind of it gets that balance just right
0: yeah it certainly doesn't spend like it it doesn't spend it doesn't have the characters like elbowing each other going hey sexy times eh?" it's just like no this is this is just part of their relationship and the main sort of focus is elsewhere like they're they're doing it however they want to do it i suppose but um so yeah i but yeah i is there anything else you want to mention about this andy i kind of wrote an unholy amount of notes for this but i think most of it kind of like we've already covered um, yeah
1: no i mean nothing else for me i mean it's definitely like it, it didn't really hit for me but i'm still very interested to see what the author does next as, as long as it's not about crazy frog i'm I'm concerned about that now but,
0: <laughs> check um, out the author's twitter feed for more on that
1: yeah that was weird um but no like it's definitely you know like you say the the artwork is is really kind of quite something and, and again i mean here's somebody who had almost I'd be really interested to see them ending up like you know directing an anime or a live action thing or something because it feels like they have a very good grasp of kind of camera work and blocking and all of the stuff you need to make like a compelling, you know, moving you know drama or whatever. Um, That will probably never happen. He seems pretty pretty comfy doing what he's doing. Um, But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested to see you know where where the author goes next uh, because there's for, for all of my complaints about this like there's definitely still some really interesting through lines and again like after hours is is stupendous um so uh hopefully we get to see see some more of their work in english soon
0: yeah on that note i'm I'm fan because now we've read the actual source material i might go back and reread in fact i am going to go back and reread that the epilogue slash sequel um one shot that we covered before um of course being extremely disjointed and stupid in our own way so i'm going to see if i can muscle through the um the machine translated nature of that and have a read so we'll see um so um, yeah i'm I'm, i'll go back to that thing and see what's happening because that picks up for with them together um because you know this ends with a slightly hopeful note of the of of the future for them um but yeah i feel like the one thing one of the notes i did make towards the end was i think this would probably adapt quite well to an anime movie um like taking the entire body of it and readjusting it cutting and then applying extras somewhere so i think it'll make quite a good you know theatrical film um all told um so yeah looking forward to that turning up at sla like i don't know 2030 andy how about that
1: (laughs) yeah you never know you never know
0: it'd be nice yeah i'd certainly be down for an anime movie of it because i feel like some of the sort of touches of it like again with the sound effects and stuff like i feel that there's already like a visual panache and flourish to this that could really well translate and become Kind of developed in motion um so yeah um yeah that was um and is there anything else to mention i think i'm basically out um yep so yeah um that was mizuno and shiama um, as mentioned by nishio yuta out from yen press and now um for a quick word from well us okay and so now moving on to our second um title of the episode um we have your pick andy when a cat faces west
1: yeah, so um this is a series from uh, Yuki Roshibara, who is also the author of Mus- Mushishi, which I've never kind of read or really watched a whole lot of the anime of, Um like I think I watched a couple of episodes and kind of bounced off it, but it is uh, somewhat beloved by a bunch of people, um, so I was kind of curious to pick this up. Um, it is uh, published by Kodansha, um, it's complete in Japan, just three volumes, so nice and svelte, um, and the first volume is a relatively new release here in English. Um, and basically, When a Cat Faces West is a, a story about flow disposal, which don't worry, it's not about plumbing. Um, has anybody made a manga about plumbing? They probably should. Um, but flow in the context of this series is basically about kind of uh, the fluctuation of the matter of the universe. Um, and effectively, the flow disposal is a sort of kind of, it seems like it's not really an official government department. It's very much a kind of like private endeavor, but is sort of somewhat government supported. Um, because occasionally the flow goes a bit crazy and weird things end up happening. Um, and, uh, so as an example, like in the first chapter, like a, a three road intersection turns into a seven road intersection, which causes some kind of chaos. Um, and we kind of were introduced to this via um a guy called Hilota, who is sort of the, the main flow disposal expert, um and a new well, hire.
0: His the expert is the cat.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean this is true. The the expert is the, the, the cat of the title who is called Shacho, he is the the, the CEO and, and basically the I mean the, the afterwards is very much a case of like hey I wanted to make a cat manga and they sort of made me put some story around it effectively um, so the c- cats feature quite prominently and yeah like the the story beat there is that like cats are very much like they can basically like feel the flow in a way that humans can't supposedly like there's also an argument to be made that cats are just being cats and it's really like you know maybe there's nothing going on there um, but anyway like Hilota is kind of the, 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 the main human uh, of the the organization um and at the start of this he he kind of he basically picks up a new hire um who is literally just going for an interview and gets ended up getting dragged along from the ride uh, called chima um and really every chapter is kind of somewhat episodic around this uh, there's always a different kind of weird thing that's happened around some kind of disruption to the flow like maybe it's some cherry blossoms appearing where they shouldn't maybe it's some weird stuff with mirrors Maybe there's a cat dimension. I would like to go to the cat dimension. Um, and so on and so forth. Um, and really, like, the kind of... The, the very, like, unfair note that I wrote about uh, about this series at, at one point is that it's always kind of an anti-story. Because a lot of these chapters... Basically, Helota's thing is not that he can, like, magically fix problems with... The flow of the universe or that like you know he's he's not a wizard he doesn't have to like fight malicious creatures that are disrupting things he basically just like evaluates it and comes along and the the ultimate story here is that everything that goes wrong with the flow of the world will right itself in time the only question is how long it'll take. Like, it might be a few hours, might be days, might be weeks, might be decades. Um, And so he really just kind of comes along to evaluate for the most part of just like, ah, yeah, this is probably gonna be like this for a few weeks and then it'll be fine. Um, There are human causes of these disturbances, which, you know, for, for some chapters, there is sort of more of a solution in terms of figuring out who has kind of accidentally caused this disturbance due to their kind of like something that's, bothering them or whatever um and then kind of you know getting them to to change their thinking or whatever can can fix things uh but for the most part he's it's very much kind of a hands-off like yeah i don't know i'm just here to tell you how long this might last um and so that's that's kind of the weird part about it because like i've got a lot of thoughts about this series and like to, to start with the positives like i really like the general idea and premise of the series like i think it's a really interesting construct it plays with it in some sort of interesting ways and you know has has some really nice ideas around how you can kind of bring that about in a chapter by chapter form Um, and in a way and and here's why you should like sign up to our patreon uh, because like our latest patreon episode we talked about kino's journey which Mm. i feel like i have a very similar kind of feeling about it and that is also a series where I like the ideas and I like the setup and the things it explores but the payoff is kind of non-existent and that's kind of the issue with this series as well because it's very much a case of like, and very deliberately it's a case of like well there's not really, you know, this isn't like a Asachi's Monstrous Appetite where there's something, you know, there's an impurity to be cleaned or some kind of weird thing that you can fight against to fix things, which, you know, is refreshing in a sense, but at the same time it kind of doesn't really give you any satisfying resolution. Like, the the moral of When a Cat Faces West's story is basically, like, just let time run its course and it'll fix everything. And, again, I kind of dig that on a fundamental level, but as a kind of, I am a person sat here reading a story level it doesn't necessarily do a lot for me like it's kind of like you know the 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 science of paint adhering to a wall and drying is no doubt fascinating it doesn't necessarily mean I want to watch it happen um and that's sort of a kind of where I come down on this in terms of like I really like all of the ideas and the vibe of what you're going for here I just there's just not enough that results from it for me to kind of feel satisfied by any of it and I feel like most of these chapters kind of end with me just being like ah yeah I'm I just don't really feel happy about this
0: yeah I'm with you I mean honestly my my the note I have after every single chapter is um that's it like is that it like I you don't have anything else I mean you know, the the setup is extremely languid. It reminds me oh I mean I've to be fair, I've only read the first two volumes of Mashishi, um, but I strongly dislike them for some of the same reasons in that it does the same sort of thing about every single last goddamn thing that happens is directly related to this mysterious force in that case musishi in this case flow where it's just like i don't know man it's the it's the universe man and you know it has a more modern sort of take on it unsurprisingly because it's in like a smallish town and the like the flow inspector is like a rather sort of like you know as you say it feels very much like a second party sort of like funded but not funded by the local council but not directly limited or you know attached to the local council where this guy and his cat like diagnose issues but he's not really there to solve them as you say he's more there to kind of be the person to address complaints and tell people how to navigate the um the administration and bureaucracy of getting their um you know forms filled in so they can be excused things and all this and you know and that sort of stuff like he's there to he's there to put the police tape around the incident and then basically say like no you can't go back yes i know your family members are in that apartment complex that vanished um but you know that's how it is it's flow baby and you know and and, and i feel like i feel like i feel like the only reason the whole setup works is because the main character is so laid back and chill whereas if they had like another character trait it would all fall apart immediately because everyone would immediately go like you fucker this is my life you know and the entire sort of setup of the series would collapse into a rather discordant pile of feeling extremely uncomfortable
1: yeah well and and i think that's kind of you basically kind of hit on the, the other thing that i think kind of removed me from this series by by another step is that all of these sort of emotional kind of you know ammunition of this series is all very subdued and like that kind of makes sense when it comes to like hiloto because like his character you know he's very chilled out it makes sense with the cats because they're cats it kind of it makes less sense with chima like there's a whole thing like basically you know she's applied for the this job that that, that she's working because like flow has kind of wrecked her career which i feel like she should be way more annoyed about that than she seems to be and that's kind of like the recurring theme i feel like through these chapters is it doesn't want to like harsh its own vibe which again i get but it also as a result it sort of it deadens things that shouldn't be as flat as they are like there's a chapter where like a a character's like young daughter goes missing and it's probably one of the better chapters in terms of like set up and kind of playing with the ideas of like the kind of crazy stuff that flo can do but like as a as a mother that's lost her daughter like in any kind of reality she would be absolutely beside herself with kind of worry and upset about what's happened but kind of all you really get out of her is like uh yeah i'm kind of worried because she's missed her breakfast and it's like it's this very kind of low-key kind of concern and likewise you, you sort of just mentioned like there's an entire apartment block that gets missing that goes missing and you know imagine if like your family members you know people that you loved or cared about just disappeared and some guy came and said they might be back in a couple of weeks they might not be back for decades like that would be like a massively like harrowing experience but here it's just like oh okay well as long as they're fine i guess we'll just wait it out and maybe this is like a partly a sort of you know very Japanese kind of societal response of you know not not wanting to cause a commotion but it all felt very kind of like there should be more emotion here like you know people are going missing you know kids are going missing here and everybody seems kind of pretty chilled out about it in comparison to where I imagine they would be in any kind of reality
0: yeah, especially in the case of the Mirror World one, which is, like, I swear that Mirror World episode is... It feels... I've been watching Star Trek The Next Generation recently, um, a rewatch, and it feels like the setup for an episode of that where everyone goes, oh, fuck, we need to grapple with this and have a speech or two, and maybe Riker will try and fuck someone from a Mirror Universe. But even worse in that chapter is that the little girl who shows up for breakfast is an imposter. Like, she's, she's reversed. She's mirrored. Ooh. And... You know, and then it goes, oh well, we need to not harsh that buzz, so everyone who comes from any mirror universe has the reversed no facial features and it's like okay you've just really closed down something there and you know it has a comedic bent to it where it's like oh we can go bug ourselves in other words to help us in this j- search and it it feels extremely small stakes from small potatoes um where it's like this is like world ending and entire sort of structures flipping and yes i get it you don't want to harsh your buzz and you want to keep things as low-key as possible but what the fuck and you know, I feel like, you know, as you say, the main character's um, sort of reaction to it is usually like, oh, did you submit the paperwork? Uh, which is an extremely, you know, as you say, bureaucratic, but also like chill way of resolving it where it's like, oh, your house went missing with your, you know, your family members. Did you submit the paperwork? You know, it's like Ugh. and then there's that weird like antagonism with the shrine, which, again, it's it's too chill to have an actual antagonism more than just a pair of them spitting in each other's paths um and so yeah and every as i say that just all feeds into the fact of reading it and going like yeah so what like none of this is really directly interested me like as you say like it's it's fine to have a mood and a feeling to it and you know to be chill enough to have your cat be your main sort of like ekg meter But, you know, and also, especially as you mentioned, with Chima, where her entire life has been fucked by flow that, you know, everyone has kind of thrown their hands up at and, you know, has the reaction of like, you know, her career got fucked and you know the reaction from the main character is well did you submit the paperwork and she's like yes but that's not how real world the real world works like i can i can submit paper until i'm blue in the face but the fact is that i've lost my career because now i'm like a 10 year old which also frankly due to the r i did not pick up on at all for the first two chapters until eventually it sat me down and said this is chima chan's deal i'm like oh i just thought she was short like i thought yeah. i thought she was just short and you know then it's like oh no she was actually an office lady who got fucked over and i'm like oh this that didn't come across at all like you know i and this doesn't really seem to do anything like what like it's yeah, really I- strange
1: yeah, like, I I feel like they could definitely have done more to to put that across, and, like, again, maybe that's a deliberate, like, I oh, will just keep it as a surprise, but, yeah, like, it feels like you could have dropped a hint or two in of just, like, oh, like, there's something weird about this character in terms of, kind of, their age or, or their appearance, but, yeah, it, it seems like she's just a short lady, and then suddenly it's like, no, I somehow my body is is a twelve year old again and I'm like, oh okay, yeah, I, I also did not pick up on that at all. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's, it's also the, the weird offshoot of that is beyond the like, have you done the paperwork thing of just like basically she she sort of effectively says, like, yeah, I I'm taking this job because I hope it'll help me figure out what's happened to me. And again, like Hirota's response to that is just like, eh, it'll fix itself at some point. To which I had my career been wrecked by somebody, I don't think I would Be particularly like amenable to somebody being like, yeah, I'll sort itself out eventually. Might take a few decades. It's like, that's not, that's not what you want to hear at all. Um, and, and, and again, I mean, even the whole kind of like cat universe sort of chapter, that, that is almost the closest this series gets to having any stakes because Hirota like has to go into this dimension and says, like, hey, I might not be able to find my way out of this. I might just like go missing in here for forever, like or for however long this hangs around. <laughs> so basically, like don't don't wait up for me. If you want to clock off, go for it. Um, he's a good boss, at least I guess. Um, but uh, you know, even that chapter that that was the one where I was kind of like set up of like, oh, okay, there's like there's some peril here. Like, Helota might actually have to do something or figure something out, or, or you know, basically do something sort of maybe out of character to like save himself. And it's just like, nah, he just kind of follows his cat, finds his way home, chapter done. And that, that, that in particular was kind of the peak of like, you set, you set up some stakes here. You actually like went above and beyond the norm to be like, Hey, there's a, th- there's an existential threat here the you know the main character could be trapped like what's he gonna do and it's just like ah, doesn't actually have to do anything and yeah there's was, like zero
0: that, zero payoff for anything it even slightly hints at like it's like oh you know time and space can be warped like maybe i'll be in the cat dimension for 60 years when in fact it feels like a day to me and all this stuff like it doesn't do any like it literally does nothing with the setup apart from having a pratfall when he escapes the cat dimension and is stuck in a, cl- in a closet like that's it that's it that's all yeah. it does yeah like this uh, it, it feels actively like this series is is trying to taunt me by having these ideas that it even says up front we're going to waste these like <laughs> we are going to make you feel bored and annoyed by this series because it's all vibes man but it's such aggressively like vibes and anti-plot that you know there's there's nothing here it's you know again it's i i don't like mushi mushi in part because of this where it's just like oh yeah it's mushi and that's it and moving on and it's like this sucks like nothing has any impact anywhere like and again with chima chan we even with hirota with the world with like you know the most that comes out of that kid who turns the intersection at seven is is that the fucking career counselor from local school phones up hirota to give him an earphone i'm like what the fuck like i get that you want to have like a mundane like oh you know local you know modern life and you know bureaucracy and uh you know whatever this is what's happening but it's like no there should be like at the minimum like multiple change.org partitions and Chima should be like you know like harassing her local rep um like government rep or mp to go like this isn't cool this sucks like this is really stupid like i don't know like i feel like the series kind of tries to have try it tries to exist in this goldilocks zone where it collapses constantly under the weight of itself um whereas if it was something more innocuous or isolated you could like deal with it. Sorry, Andy, I completely bowled you over there. My bad. Um. Yeah,
1: no, no. I mean, it's kind of yeah, it, it, it's it, exactly kind of where where I'm at with it as well. And and like it's it is for it's all the more frustrating because like you know some of its concepts are interesting. Like even I mean the the whole kind of rivalry between Hirota and like the the guy from the shrine, like. That's probably one of the more interesting things that this volume does as kind of just a, a little kind of quiet kind of discussion of sort of, you know, th- the place of religion versus, you know, science or whatever. Uh, and like that, that kind of works all right as a little self-contained thing as well. But even that doesn't quite have the punch that it feels like it should, maybe because it comes at the end of a volume of disappointments. Um But, you know, it's it's just what makes it all the more frustrating because the stuff that I like here, I I really like, and even even kind of the general vibe of it, I can kind of get behind to a certain extent. And it's sort of the weird thing where I'm not sure exactly what the answer would be if we were to like backseat write this as as we are or want to do, because you know I don't think like oh well, Hirota has you know I don't know the secret spell that like can destroy these inconsistencies or whatever would okay be yeah you've good. you've well, lost
0: me even harder dude <laughs> so yeah <laughs> it,
1: exactly it's like you know i i don't necessarily want it to go like full like chunibyo like he has like the secret eye of whatever that lets him see these oh em- actually i'm incurities. back on board again i i would i would, <laughs> I, would I
0: would love Tunibio local like small town like flow detector that sounds cool it,
1: yeah i mean i mean it, w- it would be it would be a very entertaining like first chapter of like oh my God, god there are seven intersections here and the police dude's just like yeah there's always been seven intersections here like get get over it <laughs> um my but, dark uh, eye they that... can see it and then he pulls <laughs> yeah.
0: out like a replica luger, and it's like this is so stupid it,
1: it, um... exactly but that that's the weird thing about this it, It's like i don't necessarily see like a solution to the problem that we're complaining about and so there's part of me that's just like i'm kind of glad this is a thing. Maybe it should have just been a cat manga after all because, like, I mean, the the cats are great in this series. Like, again, the the whole my favourite bit of this entire volume is when Hilota goes out to try and find out where Shecho has gone and invariably finds out that Shecho's been hanging out with every household in the neighbourhood. Everybody has a different name for him. And they're all just like, oh yeah that that white cat, yeah, he's great. He hangs out with us all the time. Like, we've called him Beryl or whatever. And it's like that is the most cat thing ever and I, I I really enjoyed that um, and I, I feel like you know just just let just, like, make a cat manga. Like, you don't have to dress it up with other, like, supernatural stuff or whatever. Just just let make a cat manga because I think they would probably do a pretty good job of just that.
0: Yeah, as someone who also recently found out that their cat has at least two more homes than my own, it's like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, that's what cats do, fuckers. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah. Which, yeah, which again, I mean, it's, it is, it uh, is to be fair, it's, it's one of the other sort of positives that this is like, a, I feel like the, the Hilo to sort of relationship works quite well where, like, you know, Chima is sort of there to to sort of give those sort of like withering things of like, well, of course your cat's like hanging out with everybody. It's a cat. Like, what did you think it was gonna do? Um And she, she she's pretty good for some of those moments. But but yeah, just just make a cat manga. It's fine. You can do that.
0: Yeah, it feels like there's so much stuff that's left on the table here. Like again, with Chima, with Flo, with everything that you know. Like you say, as I said, it it exists in a Goldilocks zone. Um, I feel like this entire manga, as you can kind of see from the cover, was basically made just to illustrate like small, like small town and signage. Like that's kind of it. Um, there's a, yeah. So the, the afterword even says from the author, it's a manga about modern day scenery. And it's like, yeah, you like, you like small Japanese shopping arcades and lots of signs. And that's, and you know, a cat and that's kind of it like that's the main sort of thing that seems to be pushed is this like again small town like world <laughs>
1: so. yeah yeah and, and and again to be fair i also like all of those things Oh, for sure. so, you it's, know it's that, charming you know and, and and so that that is definitely i mean that, that's the weirdest thing out of all of this for for all of my slating of it is like when i came to look and run like oh this is only three volumes long it's like maybe i'll read the other volumes because like i i, I do kind of like the aesthetic of it um and you know I, I at least kind of like seeing the, the the concepts that it's exploring, but it is in much the same way as as mentioned of, of, of Kino's journey of just like ah you you've, you you have all these good ideas like it, it this almost needs to be like a double act I feel of like you be the ideas person and then let somebody else kind of figure out how to execute them in a way that's compelling because like there's there's something here like even though I can't like write a better version of this series like there's something here that that you could do stuff with and again thinking about stuff like Sachi's monstrous appetite that I feel like sort of explores some sort of similar spaces in a certain way and think about like how compelling that is from like a character point of view and you know in terms of uh, of even some of its kind of mystery about what's going on and like this just has none of that um so yeah there, there's this weird part of me it's like I might check out the future volumes just to enjoy the small town stuff and the signage and the cats and try and kind of just like Be chill about it but man i wish there was kind of a a more compelling version of this series as a whole rather than just having to pick out the bits that i like out of it
0: yeah i mean maybe it grows a plot in volume two which is about the end of the world in this very small town um but yeah who knows um yeah i i i kind of come down this more annoyed because like there is something here but i don't think there's as much here as maybe the author thinks where it's just kind of very frustrating where it has all these ideas that it seems to sort of very weird and slightly gross comparison here but it's like someone is like picking up every chocolate in the box and giving it a single lick and then putting it back um it's like oh okay cool thanks i'm not touching any of those thanks you Ugh, disgusting you know i don't if you do know someone who does that in real life you should probably hit them um but uh, we did not condone. we did not contain violence violence um but yeah it definitely feels at times like it's just touching all this all these ideas and nothing happens as a result um so yeah, um, I yeah I'm not following up on this. I'm kind of glad to delete it off my tablet and never think about it again. Honestly, I'm sorry, but even the cat can't really bring me back. Um, so yeah, very. Very dis- I mean, I wasn't disappointed because it's not like I expected much, and frankly, I went in there slightly cynical with the author being who they are, but I wanted to give it some rope, but I ended up just kind of getting annoyed reading this and coming away, going both what? But as I say, just is, there, is that it? Like, is that it? Like, okay, cool, I guess. Well done. You made a manga.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think, yeah, like I, I basically... Yeah, I, I didn't necessarily have expectations one way or the other, but I, I think it's also just that cycle of disappointment chapter per chapter of just like, okay, this this idea seems cool and it's like, ah, we're not we're not really doing anything with this, are we? Okay. Um on to the next one and then rinse repeat.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um yeah. All vibes, no content. Um, sadly. But yeah, so yeah, yeah that's um when a cat faces west. Um, which honestly my cat never does she just faces um south and sleeps in the sunbeam which i think is more sort of general of cats isn't it really um exactly cool so moving on to what we're talking about next next episode um we're going to be talking about my pick is something that was announced recently um azuki um the subscription-based service has branched out into well doing their own publishing um which is probably a smart thing to do honestly rather than being beholden constantly to other publishers but um i have picked their first um release which is hikaru in the light and andy how about you
1: yeah, so my pick for the next episode is a new series from uh, the author of Sweetness and Lightning. Um, it is a Galaxy Next Door, Volume One.
0: Oh, yeah, I saw about this. I think I still need to actually read Sweetness and Lightning. Um, whoops. Anyway, yeah, I'm
1: I, I'm I'm desperately trying to remember whether I've, I've I've read any of it. Like I definitely watched the anime adaptation and was like, ah, this is this is cute. Like you know, it has some foibles, but it's cute. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm curious about this one.
0: Like, yeah, I know you've talked about it on a previous podcast, years and years and years in the past. Uh, but I can't remember how recently... Anyway, whatever, let's find out. We'll find out shortly, and you along with us, listeners um so thank you very so much for listening um as mentioned um we can find our website at screentone.club our twitter feed is screentone club um if you are feeling so inclined please give us a review on your podcast app of choice or podcast whatever apple podcast spotify that stuff really really super helps with getting us out there uh, maybe you also tell a friend um suck your friends into listening to this um and that stuff really helps like we don't advertise really and podcasts uh, are still best served by by word of mouth i know that if someone tells me about a podcast that might be interesting i'm way more likely than if i get like an advert for it because who needs adverts um i get enough good amount of tiktok adverts on youtube that's for sure um anyway um other things um you can listen to me moan about tiktok ads in youtube videos at um at elliot page on twitter um and andy where can people find you
1: Uh, Yeah, I work in marketing, so I'm not allowed to complain about any of these things. Uh, But you can find me on Twitter at Hannahs1979.
0: And so, yeah, thank you very much from both of us and good night. Bye, everyone. Bye.